So is it wrong for the Christian to masturbate? There is probably no more controversial question in the field of sex than this. So says author Tim LaHaye, and he is quoted in Samuel Perry's book, Addicted to Lust, where he studied conservative Protestants and their response to the issue of pornography. And this is Jason for Soul Fire here on this channel, where we want to offer gospel hope for a porn-filled world. I found this book to be fascinating, and so I'm covering each and every chapter. This is the second in a series of six videos where I'm looking at each chapter in this book. If you missed the first one, we covered how pornography was something historically that the church viewed as outside, and now we're having to play defense as it is inside the church. And today, we are going to discuss the topic of masturbation. And so here today, we're going to talk about the arguments for masturbation, what are the arguments against, and then I will give you my thoughts on the subject. So while on the issue of masturbation, Christians are quite divided, he says this about the issue of pornography. I have not found one person make an allowance for the possibility that watching pornography might be morally acceptable. So it seems that conservative Christians agree we should not be watching pornography. But why then are we so divided on the issue of masturbation? And the survey data does show we are more likely to struggle with masturbation than particularly pornography. And you know, when you're talking about something like this, I had a friend tell me that I had a gift of talking about awkward subjects. And so if this is the type of thing that you find difficult, or I hope that my gift of talking about awkward things with being able to keep a straight face is something that can bless you today. Okay, let's look at what is it that causes the divide. So he said the consensus of virtually all pastors I interviewed and writers I surveyed is that the Bible does not contain any explicit teaching on masturbation. So herein lies our problem. Many of us have a perspective that he in this book calls Biblicism. That is where we look at the Bible as the ultimate and supreme authority when we are trying to have convictions about something like masturbation. So he says the handbook model of interpretation, here the Bible is viewed as a sort of exhaustive manual or textbook containing God's instructions for Christians on every subject, including sexuality, family, science, personal finance, the environment, politics, social media, physical fitness, and so on. And so what that means is, he goes on to say, the clear implication is that because the Bible does not give a clear teaching on masturbation, Christians should not condemn the practice unequivocally. And so a lot of us have lacked what we would say is the authority to speak uh, authoritatively on the issue of masturbation if we believe the Bible is silent. So if we can't point to a verse and say, hey, this verse says you shouldn't masturbate, we're therefore going to be ambiguous and say maybe it is morally permissible. And he goes back and points out again that we have a weak theology of the body. Now, I covered this in the first part of this series. And the idea of the theology of the body is that we as conservative Protestants can treat the issue of the heart as more important than the body. So it's really my ultimate intentions that are more important. And I explained in that video how there's, there's certainly truth that Jesus pointed to the heart. But he didn't say that our actions don't matter, and so we don't want to stretch that too far. And he even says Catholics are far more likely to stress the embodied nature of faith, obedience, and purity. And so that's one of the reasons we have this divide. We take this uh, view of Biblicism and we say there's not a clear verse and therefore we don't have authoritative passages to point to on the topic of masturbation. So let's get into what are the arguments against masturbation. And before I cover those, let me ask you if you're finding this video helpful, please hit the like button. Helps the video to spread and more people can see the message. All right, let's talk about the against. What is it that causes people to be against this issue? And he actually says we should be able to make a strong case against it. So he says, if the only form of conscious orgasmic activity of which God approves takes place between two heterosexual married adults, 
solo masturbation falls outside those boundaries. And I think that is a pretty good argument that we are looking at God's design for sex, God's design for marriage within the confounds of husband and wife and saying everything outside of that is not going to be God's design. And one of the stories that you could point to in the scripture is in Genesis 38, and that is with Onan. Now, here's where my gift of being able to talk about awkward things is really hopefully going to come in handy because Onan was supposed to marry his deceased brother's wife and produce offspring for his brother. That was a cultural thing back in that time, but Onan refused to do that. He did have sex with his new wife, but spilled his seed on the ground, so the scripture says, and God actually killed him for doing so. And so one interpretation of that is that God's design in sexuality is obviously for procreation and for Onan. To not fulfill that obligation, there was judgment to be had. And so as we look at God's design for marriage, he said, several pastors in my interviews added that masturbation was immoral because it was self-centered and they believed God intends sexuality to be self-giving. And I think that is a phenomenal argument that God's design is the self-giving of sexual love, sexual pleasure in marriage, not reserved to be self-centered. And a quote from one of the pastors that he interviewed says, my private opinion is that masturbation is just another way we avoid the pain of what God has given us or not given us. And so here he is really saying that masturbation could be a way that we are medicating the pain in our lives. And I think that is true. I think that's one of the reasons we feel bad about doing it is that we're using it as a crutch, something to medicate the pain in the same way that many of us would fall into a pornography habit as a way to medicate our uncomfortable emotions. So what are the arguments for masturbation being permissible? He said the primary argument for is that the Bible condemns clearly the act of lust being sinful. So therefore, if you could masturbate without lust, perhaps then it would be okay. So he says, because there is the possibility that one can masturbate without looking at sexual images and entertaining lustful thoughts, masturbation becomes morally ambiguous. And at this point, he has a number of interviews of Protestant Christians that he talked to who claimed that they can masturbate without lusting. So in, in that case, they're viewing it as simply a physical process, something that doesn't involve lust, which the Bible clearly condemns. And so one of the arguments that I see here for it is that at best case, you're trying to argue that this is neutral. There really is no argument here that says this is a positive blessing. And those that even try to make that argument, I think you typically are saying something like, this is preventing me from doing something worse. So some of the pastors said, maybe they would draw a line and say, if you are masturbating in order to prevent you from viewing pornography, perhaps then that would be morally permissible. And so at best, it's really a neutral argument. There's not a great positive case to be made. All right, so what are my thoughts on the issue of masturbation? Well, never have I considered it to be something that was a good thing, something that I wanted to have in my life. I also didn't quite understand the argument that it can be done without lust. Because to me, from the scriptural case, it is clearly connected to the issue of sexual immorality. First Thessalonians 4, for example, says that we are to possess our bodies in sanctification and honor. And I just don't see masturbation being a way to grow in our personal sanctification or to honor our bodies or to honor the Lord. And I would say that you don't need it, that God has even designed our bodies to have a natural way of having a sexual release so that masturbation is not something we need. Now, if you are in the habit of going to masturbation when you feel that you need it, then it is extremely difficult to get away from. It becomes a pattern. I know from this book, it's making me hesitate to use the word addiction, but I would say that it is addiction because when you fall into a compulsive 
pattern of feeling a certain way, getting in a certain situation, and that is what you go to, then to me, you are drawing and moving toward having an addiction. And if you are single and falling into the issue of masturbation, I would argue that you are training yourself to be a poor lover when you get married, if God should provide a spouse for you, because masturbation is entirely self-focused. It's focused on your pleasure, on your desire, on your release. And when you get into a marriage and desire to please your spouse, it is going to be difficult to untrain your brain. And then the other reality is once you get married, that temptation is not going to go away. So you don't want to carry a habit of masturbation into your marriage. In fact, I had a student who, when he was confessing to me his struggle with the issue of masturbation, he said, well, you wouldn't understand because you're married. And what was funny to me at the time that he made that comment was that my wife was pregnant with our third child, which was her hardest pregnancy. She had a series of about two to three months where she didn't want me anywhere near her. And then, of course, when your wife has a baby, there's going to be eight weeks or so where the idea of sex is not even physically possible. And so from this student's perspective, because I was married, there was opportunity to have sex, therefore I didn't masturbate. Well, in this situation, if I had months to go where I needed to resist that urge and temptation, then if I'd had the attitude that this is something I do when I need the release, I would have immediately fallen back into that pattern. Because marriage is not going to solve that problem. So that's one of the reasons I would say to our singles, don't get into this habit. Don't let it become a pattern in your life. It's not going to go away when you're married. And then when you're married, to me, it is much better to reserve your sexuality for your spouse. It is better to live in abstinence as a single or to hold that sexuality for your spouse and for your spouse alone when you are married. Now, all that said is extremely difficult. It is not easy to hold ourselves only for our spouse. And that's why there's so much scriptural teaching on the issue of sexual purity and sexual immorality because it is such a huge temptation. It is difficult, but I do believe that masturbation is a habit and masturbation can become an addiction. All that said, if you firmly believe that you can do that without any lustful thoughts, I'm probably not going to argue with you. I'll leave that between you and the Holy Spirit, you and the Lord. I'm not going to argue with you that you are lusting. I, I don't know what's going on in your head, but that is always the way that I have seen it. That is not something that I want to be a part of my life. And if you find yourself stuck in an unwanted habit of sexual behavior, be sure to check out my video, How to Break Out of Destructive Habit Patterns. All right, so now's the time where you get to argue with me in the comment section. So let us know what you think in the co comment section. What arguments have you heard for or against? And next week, we are going to be talking about chapter three in this book, which covers the war of the soul, how Christians have a lot of emotional and mental turmoil over the issue of pornography. It is something that we hate, something that we often fall into as well, and it can even lead to depression. Subscribe if you want to catch that one. It will be released next Thursday, 9.15 a.m. Eastern. This is Jason for Soul Fire, where we want to offer gospel hope for a porn-filled world. Remind you that sexual integrity is possible. Now, it's not easy, especially when we talk about something like masturbation, but I will catch you in the next one.